This is the Untenable Podcast. Queer points of view, solution-oriented rants, and contemplations about morality in a world that seems unfair, unjust, and simply untenable. I'm your host, Darren Steele. I'm a thinker, writer, and a coach for queer changemakers and creatives. So this past Monday, I posted a thread on Substack called, What's One Thing in Your Life Right Now That's Untenable? Now, briefly, a thread on Substack is different than a post or an article or a podcast. Um, It's meant to be very short, and it's meant to create engagement. And that's what I tried to do with this post, to pose the question, what are you struggling with that is blocking you from getting what you want or slowing you down? Is it your thoughts, a lack of clarity or a plan, a person or a situation? And I extended the invitation to leave me a comment and let me know what's untenable. What seems to be the thing in your life right now that you just can't get past, can't get over? And if you've been thinking about leaving me a message, well, this is a second invitation to do that. And in, in the work I do in thinking, in coaching, in leadership coaching, in self-awareness, is to help you navigate this challenge. I may come back with a few questions, but to help you find your own solution, your path, and the simplest next step that you can take to break free, to take action on what's holding you back so that you can overcome it. So I wanted to share what's untenable in my life right now, just as an exercise in not just transparency, but a a little bit of storytelling and to share with you, for those of you who maybe don't know me that well or know me as a person, what's going on in my life. Well, uh, where are we now? Almost two weeks ago, uh, I twisted my ankle. I sprained it, so I've torn... Uh, the ligament possibly in a couple places on my right foot on the outside of the ankle. I was out with my dog, and he's very reactive to other dogs, so we have to keep him on leash. We have to try and minimize our distance and work in training with him to keep him calm down. Well, I didn't see that there was this dog laying in the grass and I turned around as soon as I saw the dog, tried to get away, but this dog wanted to run up and say hello. Uh, I've encountered the owner of this dog before who's a real problem and won't take ownership or responsibility for leashing his dog, even though I was telling him and then yelling at him that my dog is aggressive and my dog will bite if yours gets too close. Long story short, in looking back to make sure I had distance and the dog wasn't following us, I misplaced my foot, fell flat in my face into the dirt, and really badly twisted my ankle. Now, that's untenable for one thing, right? Slows you down. I was having such a great sprint, working out at the gym, making some progress again. It was also the first day of my week off from work. I'm like, what? Really? Monday, my first day at 1 p.m., I sprain my ankle, and now I'm going to have to go to physio, and now I'm limping around. Uh, You know, in my mind, I'm thinking through, where am I catastrophizing, or how am I catastrophizing? How can I 
make this benefit me in some way? Is this something that I can see as a reason to slow down? Uh, It's hard to do that when it's the summer and I was hoping to go to the island to lay on the beach a couple times. This week, my partner is going to the beach today. It's Saturday. I decided not to go because I just don't want to risk it. I just don't want to re-injure. And on top of that, in this last week, my partner has taken a job in Montreal. We live in Toronto right now. Montreal is about a five-hour drive away. It's a different province. He's going to have to go through all the changes of getting a provincial health, health card in a different province. He's an Anglophone, so thankfully where he will be working, they supply free training for French. So he will finally be learning a second language. And even though we have known that this has been a goal for him to move to Montreal and live there, even though we would both like to live in Montreal together, I am currently here still in Toronto because of the job that I have and the job that I need. But we're going to make things work. As I wrote to a client who checked in with me uh, this morning, just saying, hey, I saw uh, the posts you put up on Instagram about spraining your foot, just want to see how you're doing. I filled him in and I said, you know, after 12 years of being together, we're going into our 13th year and living together for 10 of those years, we will manage. And that's the thing with what seems untenable in life. And just as sort of an aside here, I'm not trying to offer direct solutions or strategies here. I just want to talk through sort of my own story as a way of framing how we think about things and whether or not we're thinking in a way that is going to help us move forward with ease and move forward with the greatest possibilities that serve us and allow us to grow, allow us to evolve and transform. Now, I just published on the 21st of July a podcast called Be Careful What You Think, How Your Thoughts About Your Future or How Your Thoughts About The Future Shape Your Reality Today. Now, if I start thinking, oh, crap, If I do this, my leg is going to get worse. Um, Or if Christian moves to Montreal, we're going to break up and things are going to fall apart. I'm going to be then focusing in the present moment about what I imagine not working in the future that hasn't happened, that I can't predict will or will not happen. But I'll be starting to create thoughts in my head that'll start to create an anxiety, which will give me a physiological response. Maybe I'll start feeling depressed. Maybe I'll want to cry. Maybe I'm just going to crawl into bed and go fetal because I'm thinking about how awful this is going to be, that we're not going to be together. Or maybe I'm going to start thinking that this is the end, and maybe I might start to even do things subconsciously that make me act like a bitch or something like that, that start to piss him off. And when you have distance, that could make things seem like, why am I bothering with this? So take 
these reflections and perhaps use them in your own life. I know that this is an opportunity, this moment of disruption, (laughs) spraining my ankle, (laughs) very unexpectedly, not unexpectedly, it was very last minute when my partner got the job offer and then had to quickly respond agree to an August 2nd start date. I'm recording this on July 22nd, right? It's And book movers for a week today go to Montreal two days ago, find an apartment and get accepted on an apartment that he wants. So that's all set up. So much has happened so quickly. How does this affect me? We're in a two-bedroom unit. I'm going to downsize so I can manage my expenses And I thought about, should I have a roommate? I don't want a roommate. Honestly, I've been there. I've done that. I feel like I'm just... The only roommate I want is my partner, right? Um, And I thought to myself, you know, if I downsize from a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom where I live, stay in the building, it's like choosing another disruption that will force change, that will force evolution in my own life. Because I was thinking, this is our unit. We moved into this unit together. We chose the colors. We then updated the colors on the walls last year when we had painting redone. We bought furniture together. This is our place. And I don't want to move to say, I just have to make my own place, but I want to ride the disruption as a way to deal with what feels untenable. That by staying here in the two bedroom, I might almost feel stuck or trapped in old patterns. But if I force a change to move in the middle of September into a one bedroom, to set up that unit that will be mine. And then when Christian comes and visits, we're together. But we'll kind of have two places. We'll be bi-provincial. <laughs> and the goal, perhaps in a year's time, is that I'm able to find a way to hopefully move to Montreal. And then we can find a larger place to live together. And it makes sense because we can allow this to be a transition period. Does Christian really love Montreal? Does he have future opportunities in the place that he's working? Is he loving learning French? Perhaps I'll start learning French in January here in Toronto to get myself prepared for that. And all of these things All of these changes, all of these choices to make changes as a result of what seems like an untenable disruption, move the needle forward for progress in life. Because it's very easy for us to become stagnant, to to become stuck in our behaviors and our patterns and what we are accustomed to. And the older we get, and I'm at 57 now, the older we get, it, it, it does become harder for us to change if We haven't been challenging ourselves on a regular basis to face and to deal with change.
to face head-on what's untenable. Because there are some things we cannot change in life, but there are some things we can change. And for the most part, it's how we manage our thoughts and our actions and our choices. And the more that we're aware of these things, going back to the podcast I published last week about being careful what you think, one of the most important um, ideas that was shared in the article I was talking about, How Our Minds Shape Reality by Samantha Boardman, was the ways in which we deal with predicted upcoming stressors, upcoming stress. And problem analysis and plan rehearsal are what save us. And this is exactly what I have been doing in this last week plus. I'm looking at this situation, my um, sprained ankle, Christian moving to Montreal. Should I move or should I not move? How am I going to plan for the future? Analyzing all of those things. And then plan rehearsal. Hmm. What steps will I take? I just mentioned one. I'm going to start learning French in January. Why not this September? Well, because when Christian is in Montreal, I want to hunker down, write more, also do some more study for my coaching and my writing because I'll have the time to focus on that. And I also think it's like a great way to keep myself out of trouble and I won't be bored. And that will help with the missing aspect of my partner. Problem analysis, plan rehearsal. We will come to an arrangement about how often Christian will be able to come to Toronto, how often I will be able to go to Montreal. I think I have more flexibility to be able to work remotely for a week at a time. So hopefully we can do that once a month or every six weeks. So, you know, one final thought about managing a relationship in two different provinces with a five to six hour travel time distance is, yes, the day-to-day things will be missed. Waking up together, going to bed together, cuddle times, having intimacy. But in that we are both busy, generally Monday to Friday, working, sharing walking the dog, which is Another plan rehearsal, because Scooby's going to stay with me, most likely, most of the time. So I now have to walk him all of the time. Is, what does that look like? And how does that keep me occupied? So that I know I have a plan going forward. So that the plan is what keeps me on the path. The plan is what allows me to see the future as positive and to see myself taking positive actions, empowered, self-serving, self-serving in the sense of supporting my best being in the future. Instead of 
what's called stagnant deliberation, just dwelling on what's stressful now, what's going to be stressful in the future, and not focusing on finding any solutions. So there you have it. I hope this self-reflection has been really helpful to look at and to consider what's possibly untenable in your own life right now. And going back to that initial invitation, whether you put a comment under this podcast or whether you go back to the thread I published, what's one thing in your life right now that's untenable, let me know. I'd love to help you find the clarity to create a plan so that what's untenable now seems approachable. Thanks for listening. This has been the Untenable Podcast with Darren Steele.